This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's up, Raider Nation? It is still victory week after our defeat over the Broncos on Monday Night Football. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to apologize in advance again. I've had a pretty rough sequence of podcasts the last few times. Uh, For a couple of them, I was getting sick. I had a cold. I probably sounded like crap. Um, And then after the last one was after the game, I had absolutely no voice. Um, I appreciate all of you that stuck through it and listened to it. Um, I need to think next time whenever I go to games. I know I'm, I know it pays off to get loud, but I got to still be able to do the podcast the next day. And now today, I'm thinking that I'm finally going to have a good sounding voice um, and feel decent. But I wake up with this crazy fever. Um, right now, I'm sitting a little over 102 degrees. But uh, we have a big show planned for you. I could not miss it. I had to come out here. I had to record. Um, and who knows? It might help me a little bit because uh, I need to sweat some of this stuff out. Uh, so we're going to pump this thing out real quick for you guys. But like I said, I apologize in advance. If I do still sound like crap, I'm doing my best. And I'm trying to get through the content. Um, so let's go ahead and let's get started. Uh, let's quit messing around because I don't know how long I'm going to last. Let's get into these weekly announcements. So our announcements are outweighed by bad news, unfortunately. On Tuesday, the day after the Raiders home opener, it was announced that former Raiders linebacker Neron Ball passed away nearly a year after he was placed in a medically induced coma. Prayers for his family, as he had suffered from a ruptured brain aneurysm. Close friend, currently on the team, Trenton Brown, has not taken this matter likely either. So, Raider Nation, please keep all of his friends and family in your thoughts and prayers. And now probably the worst news of the week. Uh, current rookie safety and promising young star Jonathan Abram has undergone surgery on his shoulder. I'm not sure the full details of the injury, but from a few reporters we've heard uh, that it's probably a torn rotator cuff and a torn labrum. The Raiders have kept this news fairly quiet until the official decision was made. Um, So now in a spot, we're going to probably look like uh, former Fresno State safety Curtis Riley could be stepping into his shoes. I'd imagine that LaMarcus Joyner gets some reps in there as well. Um, He's a safety, but has moved into, uh, I guess, where he's played the best during his career into the slot safety position. But facing teams, I'd imagine that, you know, doesn't have like a slot specialist or a real danger threat coming out of the slot. I could see now LaMarcus Joyner, uh, you get a lot more reps up top um, because he's another guy that's just like Carl Joseph and Jonathan Abram. 
Paul Gunther doesn't really have a free safety, strong safety. Uh, both Abram and Joseph were, depending on the strength side of the defense, were able to rotate up and down. Both of them were, be, were able to play all the positions, um, slide up into the box, push back, kind of play more of a free safety role. And LaMarcus Joyner can do that too. You can see him get in on blitzes. Um, you can see him out there playing center fielder. Um, and then we'll also get Eric Harris. Now the only thing um, I'm not going to try and take away from the loss of Jonathan Abram, but you did see him getting pulled out on a lot of major passing downs um, just to kind of get, like, I guess, a more skilled ball hawk out there. Um, don't get me wrong, Jonathan Abram was playing great back there, especially being able to lay the hammer. Um, but as you can see, that kind of came with a consequence. Maybe now, whenever he comes back, you don't necessarily want him to change, you want him to be that dog. But hopefully, um, now, whenever it comes down to it, uh, whenever it's like a real late hit or something that's not necessary, maybe he'll tone it down because if you saw the hit that uh, messed up his shoulder, it was on the sideline, not really necessary, I guess you could say, for one. Um, but no matter what, that's a big loss for the Raiders. Um, but, hey, injuries happen. It's part of the game. And luckily, you know, we have a decent little rotation of safeties and our secondary is playing well. Um, so uh, we'll see how we face Kansas City this week with our uh, new rotation. And now for some good news. Gary Conley, who was carted off and taken to the hospital for a possible neck injury, suffered on Monday's game, practiced in a limited fashion on Wednesday, then practiced in full today on Thursday. So during the press conference, Gunther even confirmed that Conley will be good to go versus the Chiefs. That's definitely a sigh of relief for the Raiders secondary. But it was nice to see during his absence, Trayvon Mullen got in there and handled business as usual. Um, of course, I guess maybe the one bad play that allowed the touchdown, but you can't expect him to get it all um, corner. Luckily, we're pretty deep at. I think we'd have been okay without Gary Conley, but with the emergence of Sammy Watkins, um, I'd definitely like to get our most talented corners out there on him. But now other players who missed practice were J.J. Nelson still battling an ankle injury. Uh, as you can tell, he didn't really play much on the Monday night game. He just got some reps in there, so he's still battling that. Um, and then newly acquired defensive tackle Corey Legit, uh, he's still battling that knee injury. So those two players missed practice. Uh, it would be something to track and see if they're available on Sunday. We could definitely use them both. And now a friendly m reminder, we have just one more game without Richie Incognito, um, who should definitely bolster the run game on that left side tremendously. Um, there's a stat that came up, I guess, that Josh Jacobs ran much better down the right side, I guess, through Rodney Hudson and Denzel Good. Um, struggling a little bit on the left, but that's okay. Richie will come back just after this week. Um, and Colton Miller coming on. And being a stud week one has me very excited for our offensive line. So um, I guess we got to hold off on that Tom, on the Tom Cable jokes now. Uh, he could be on the brinks maybe of a new regime uh, for his coached offensive lines. I mean, I really hope anyways, because this is, I think, what's really on the hinges of our season. Of course, the pass rush is there last week. Um, we're going to see how they, you know, is the same thing with the offensive line. Both of them showed up and played well in the trenches. Um, now it's just going forward. Um, if we can make this a every week thing, uh, this team could be dangerous. And now I know it's been a while since I've had a guest um, coming through the off season. whenever there really wasn't much Raiders news. That was the time I really wanted to bring in some guests and get some different opinions on how the Raiders were looking this year. Um, and, you know, just different aspects of some of the, I guess, the faces of the silver and black in the football world. Uh, but whenever the content started rolling in, I started straying away from getting guests. I haven't tried to get a guest 
uh, probably since the last time I got a guest. So it's just one of, one of those things. Uh, I just I've had a lot to talk about. I'm just taking full advantage of it. Uh, but this week is changing. Um, coming up on a big weekend. Uh, in history for Raiders quarterbacks. Uh, this was an opportunity now. I could not pass up. I had to ensure that this was going to happen. Um, so we're going to take this quick break. And when we return, we're going to be coming back with a guest for the first time in a while. Um, and I'm definitely excited to talk to her. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to be talking to Kenny the Snake Stabler's daughter, Kendra. So joining me now, one of three daughters of the former great Raiders quarterback, Ken Stabler. This is Kendra Stabler Moyes, someone that I've really been looking forward to talking to. Kendra, how are you doing? Doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course, of course. This was an opportunity that I could not pass up on. Um, I'm really looking forward to being able to honor your father, but also I'm excited to speak to you about the upcoming milestone. The Raiders' all-time passing record were the four-time Pro Bowler and All-Pro quarterback of the 1974 season, the same year that he won the NFL MVP. The Hall of Famer, Ken Stabler, currently sits at, and as of right now, you know, he holds the record for the most career passing yards as a Raider, but there's this kid from Fresno State about to break it this weekend. Um, can I go ahead and play a message for you from him, Kendra? I'm sure you've already heard this before. Absolutely. Hey, man, if I said to you, you're about, you're on the doorstep of breaking Kenny Stabler's Oakland Raiders passing records. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second and think about that. Yeah, honestly, uh, that gives me goosebumps, you know, that... Sal, I tell you what, man, like that was my dad's favorite player growing up. That's all I heard about growing up. The and snake. The, the snake. That, that was it. You know, uh, my uncle was here with him, you know, in training camp and we played tight end, you know, so like he, those guys, they love him. And growing Hall up. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Like this guy, he's everything you think of when you think of the Raiders, you know. And to, to be in that position in just six years, you know, coming up on six years, to be in that position in that conversation to, you know, take that next step I mean there's only 32 people you know you know in the history of this game that can say that you know they, that they've you know led their organization in passing numbers and things like that like that to me uh, I will do it with honor with respect with gratitude um, to his family um, and just to honor him you know I think uh, I, that's one that's one thing I wish I wish that we could have just one dinner you know that, that him and I could sit down and I could just just hear him talk, tell stories, ask him questions. Um, you know, that, that's one thing I wish that I could have, but hopefully his family will, will be here if and when that time comes because it'd be great to celebrate that with them. Tremendous answer. What's the one question you would ask Kenny Stabler if you could have dinner with him? Man, there's so many things that come to mind. You know, I want to know about a lot of people, you know, that he was around. Um, I, would, I would honestly, I would ask him, you know, what did it mean to you to be the Raiders quarterback? You know, because that, I, I want to know what made his heart, you know, every day he woke up just say, I love this place. You know, I, what made him tick? You know, what made him through the dog days of camp, continually wear the silver and black, through the fun times, through the hard times, you know, that, you know, what made him tick? What, what, what did you love, you know, Mr. Stabler about, 
being the Raiders quarterback because I think that I would get more enjoyment out of that answer than just asking him about a certain play or things like that. So first off, Kendra, have you had a chance to meet Derek? I have not. No. No. I know. (laughs) I I look forward to the day when that happens. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. From that video, um, you kind of asked two questions. I'd imagine you you guys like to travel. You like to vacation. So I'd imagine you guys won't be there this weekend for the game. Uh, But you think you would be able to answer that question for him where he said what it it meant to Kenny to be a Raider. What did it mean to be a quarterback for this organization? Are you able to speak for your dad on that regard? Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. I was I was born in 1970, and my dad retired in 1985, so I was, you know, 15. Um, so I was seven when he won the Super Bowl. You know, I grew up going to the Coliseum and waiting for my dad after games and watching the fans, and he was always the last one out of the locker room. He would take time to make sure he talked to every single person and uh, treated everybody exactly the same. And... uh so it meant a great deal to him. I, I know he was, we would talk about it, you know, later and um, after he retired that he was sad that he, that he left Oakland and he wishes he would have stayed. Who knows what would have happened. But yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously he played for the Oilers and the Saints, but he was a Raider through and through. He, he loved that team and um, he, he bled silver and black no matter what. And a little bit of crimson because we gotta have the Alabama. But <laughs> well, he is probably one of the best Alabama quarterbacks of all time. So you can't you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> little crimson, but definitely silver and black in his blood. <laughs> there we go. And so eighty-one yards, um, and that record will be broken. Um, pretty much surely it'll happen versus Kansas City this weekend. Um, you've been pretty open about how glad you are that it looks that Derek's going to be the quarterback to break your dad's record. Uh, why are you so I mean, okay with that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, because I know that if my dad were here, he would be thrilled and excited and happy for for Derek. Um, it's amazing that my dad has held that record for for as long as he has, and. Um, I wish that, that I was going to be there on Sunday because it would be so great to celebrate with the Carr family. Yeah, I mean, I know that my, my dad would be just as happy as I have shown that I am. I mean, he, he, he deserves it, and he is a true Raider, and, and I know that a lot of people have not shown that support that, that he should have. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this year and this season, and I'm excited for everybody to see that the Derek is a true Raiders quarterback. That's awesome. And obviously your dad was like any other uh, quarterback that we've ever seen before or even after his, his time playing in the silver and black. But do you see any similarities between Derek and your dad? <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I don't think my, my dad and Derek could be more opposite. I mean, obviously <laughs> my dad's life off the field is much uh, different than Derek's. Um, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I, the similarities, I mean, my dad was 100% team, and, and Derek, I see, is, is the same way. He is all about the team, all about the organization, all about the fans, and that's how my dad was. There was no me, me in, in anything. So I, I'd say that would be the biggest similarity, because off the field, they are 100% off <laughs> <laughs> so on the on the field is where we find the similarities. Off the field is where we find For the differences. Sure. Gotcha. <laughs> Two great guys, but yeah. 
<laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Now, you know, of course, we were all devastated to lose your dad too soon. And I know it was bittersweet with the timing of his induction to the Hall of Fame. Um, and now we're at a similar place with Cliff Branch, who belonged in the Hall yeah. of Fame more than a decade ago. Why does this keep yeah. happening? And why do you think it especially keeps happening to Raider legends? I, I wish I had the answer, Cody. I do. Uh, it's very frustrating. Um, the Hall of Fame is, is a great honor, but it wasn't a subject in our family. Um, my dad knew it would take him passing away to put him in. I don't know what the vendettas are for against him or even any Raiders, but it's obviously that it's there. Um, there's a lot of players that, that are more than deserving, you know, Cliff Branch and Coach Flores, and then we could go on and on. Um, it's a shame, but my dad would always say, it's not going to change the way I put my socks on tomorrow. It, you know, he, he's, I'm sure he's smiling and that he is in a place that he belonged a long time ago. Um, but he knew, he knew for some reason that it wasn't going to happen until he passed away. And it is, it's a travesty and, and it, and it needs to not be that way. I don't know if it's the voting system or that needs to change and maybe have more of a player and coach and owner personnel in the voting because it's all writers. And I, I, I yeah. strongly disagree with that. I think it's, it's, it's time for some sort of change. Yeah, I think it, I think we need to start with taking the the cap off of it. Uh, no matter, I mean, how many people you think should get in, it's who's deserving. Not not there shouldn't be a limit. Um, just because there, you know, if there's this right. many deserving players, one guy gets cut short because he didn't get within the limit of players that they're letting exactly. in that year. If, so if they're deserving, they're deserving. You know, exactly. like it, yeah, it shouldn't matter exactly. It, it, these guys should not have to wait as as long as they have been waiting you know i mean i get the first ballot guys but my dad was the first ballot and and that didn't happen and it took way too long yeah exactly and we see it with tom flores tom flores really frustrated a lot of us uh, um, and then the, the 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 passing of cliff cliff branch i think really yeah. i mean that that one uh you know and i'm i'm young i'm 27 i just turned 27 and this is it's frustrating to me i can't imagine the people (laughs) you know that really knew these players and and saw them play and really firsthand saw the impact that they made to the nfl and the organization itself so um i really feel for it i know i do too it's heartbreaking it's it's frustrating it's infuriating yeah i mean you just you know you sit and see and every year it comes up and you're like you've got to be kidding me you're like oh this is the year and then it doesn't happen and so i mean i i i pray that it happens for coach Flores this year while he's alive I mean it's got to it's got to happen and obviously it's not going to for Cliff and that's super unfortunate but we all know that he belongs there just like my dad and and Mm -hmm. he will eventually get there and 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 we will party like he would be here just like we did with my dad (laughs) there we go there we go that's what it's all about and now I'd like to close out um, focusing on just your dad who is as of today and the next few days, still the Raiders' all-time leading passer. Um, what is it that made him such a great competitor and so loved by the fans during his career? I, I know you talked about him staying around, um, doing extra things with the field, talking to everybody the same. But what is it that fired him up? What got him out of bed? And what, what made him so, you know, because he's not a numbers guy. You're not going to see him besides in some of the Raiders stuff. He was clutch. He was out there. He was a football player. What made him that football player? You know, my dad just never, ever would throw in the towel. He would never give up. He didn't want to disappoint anybody around him, whether it was his coach or his father or his teammates. Um, 
like he he just never would ever give up and and they watched that and it was in all aspects of his life i mean he would get knocked down and he would get right back up whether it was a dui or you know <laughs> a bad play or i mean you name it but he just never gave up and um i think why he was so loved because you could tell he was all about the team he was not a me 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 player and um he just wanted everybody around him to succeed. And I watched him my whole life when people would tell him how amazing he was and this and this. And the first thing out of his mouth every single time, and I watched this a million times, he'd be like, I had a, a great car to drive. I had an offensive line. I could wear a tuxedo and never get dirty. And um, he would talk about his coaches. And he would always put everything off on everybody around him. Never would take all of that on that he was the guy that did it. So... That and I and he just was so humble and he was just a he was just a man's man. I mean he he was so approachable and he took time and if you met him, I mean if you met him, Cody, on the street and he saw you ten years later, he would know exactly where he met you. He would know your wife's name, your kid's name, your dog's name. Like he just he, awesome. he was so special, so special. That's cool. Yeah, he was so he was a rebel off the field and classy and uh, I guess iconic uh, yeah. in the organization. So that works. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. So now you've kind of taken over the legacy, uh, remembering him with the Stabler Foundation. What's some of the most recent activity without foundation, and how's it going? Well, um, I, I, you know, growing up, I just watched my dad be extremely philanthropic. He was super passionate about helping others and giving back, and he started that even when he was in high school. So I grew up around it was always involved with his foundation, but you know, he was we're always raising money for children's hospitals of Alabama. He built the first Ronald McDonald house in Mobile. Wow. Did um, with children's hospitals in Oakland. Um, so I knew how important that was to him because I was raised watching him do that. So I knew that we had to keep that going. And so um, we've done all kinds of things. We've got, we've got really involved with the concussion legacy foundation where my dad's brain was donated and, trying to help with advocacy for, you know, the brain trauma in sports and, and also still staying with the Ronald McDonald House. We did a um, two rooms at the Ronald McDonald House in Arizona, and it, they're in his name, and we did it all silver and black with Raiders stuff everywhere, and <laughs> we've gotten a bunch of letters from families that have stayed there and say how amazing it is. And, you know, we're in Cardinals land, so it's kind of funny to have I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we've been really, it's been receptive because he's just, he's loved everywhere. You know, you could be a Steelers fan or a, a Chiefs fan or, and, and my dad was so loved just because he was such a good guy. I'm sorry. Last thing I wanted to ask you from you as a fan, um, a supporter of the silver and black, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say it. I'm going to call you an ambassador of the team. Um, what are your, what are your expectations for this season? That's underway. And do you have a message for Raider Nation, um, even on the upcoming, uh, I guess, record that will be broken this Sunday? Well, I'm super pumped for, for that record. But but not only that, I mean, just how we're playing. I mean, we have so many great players. It's so exciting just to see the excitement over, you know, Josh Jacobs and Waller and Doss and, I mean, go on and on. And um, Hunter Renfro, who I was not a fan when was playing Clemson. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, it, it, it's super exciting. I, I think it's very exciting. And I just, I hope for our fan base that we continue to have 
an amazing season because I, I want, you know, the Oakland fan base to go out on such a high note. They deserve it. Um, the history there is just so incredible and I'm excited for Vegas. I, I, I believe that, that we will do well there. Um, but I don't know. I, it's exciting. I, I can't wait. Can't wait to see how this all unfolds. Just watching Derek on Monday night on fire and so clutch. Like it, it was, it's so exciting. I just feel like the team is such a unit and um, it's a, it's a true family. And, and they embrace their fans like a family. So I, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely promising. It's something that's uh, been deserved for a long time, especially for the fan base. Uh, but Kendra, I want to thank you one more time for coming on with me. Uh, this was, uh, I think, a, a unique one-time opportunity that I had to take advantage of. Um, this is a big Aww. milestone. And even though um, it's knocking your dad one spot down the list, I think at the same time, okay. um, it's putting a lot of respect still back into your dad's name to show how long you held on to that record and how much you really right. meant to this franchise. I mean, it took to now, I mean, to 2019 um, uh, Kenny Stabler played in an offense like this that that record number would be a lot higher so oh, um, that, that says a lot to the Kenny Stabler name absolutely you're so right yeah yeah so just win we're gonna kick some shoes ass hopefully yes that's what we need 2-0 <laughs> Kendra thanks for coming on um, and I'm sure you know we'll talk soon on Twitter that was a great conversation. I'm so thankful to be able to have that opportunity this week, just a few days before the record is broken. Um, and for those that don't actually keep up with Kendra Stabler um, and the foundation that's going on, make sure you follow her on Twitter at Kendra S. Moyes. Uh, that's M-O-Y-E-S. Um, and also make sure you follow their foundation. That's X-O-X-O foundation on twitter uh they do some really good stuff through there uh it's definitely you know that's kind of the the living legacies that you like to see within raider nation you know how we are we're the we're the one organization that really just cares about their old players um and the same thing happens with the players it's just one of those things where the players just for some reason care so much still about this raiders organization it's awesome to watch um and this is a really big milestone that's going to you know be accomplished by our current Raiders quarterback Derek Carr Um, so I'm going to wrap up the show real quick with looking ahead to the matchup versus the Chiefs um, and things that will be playing into factors so things that are kind of going in our favor is uh, you know Tyreek Ironman Aquaman Hill will be missing four to six weeks with a sternoclavicular injury suffered from a Jalen Ramsey tackle on the sideline but the emergence of Sammy Watkins last week and Travis Kelsey still being on the team uh, will kind of be our main objectives this week. Uh, Watkins put up still 198 yards last week versus the Jag defense, um, but you also got to think they did lose Jalen Ramsey to an injury, um, and I believe they had their top corner uh, uh, is A.J. Bouye. He was basically focused on Kelsey uh, when he was lined up wide, so I think that opened things up. Uh, for Sammy Watkins and that was kind of a I guess maybe a you know no one was planning on having to shut down Sammy Watkins in week one Uh, so I think the Raiders will definitely be prepared that 198 yard game uh, provided probably a lot of tape for us Um, so I'll be interested to see how Paul Gunther and the secondary preps for it and now Pat Mahomes is banged up That's good news for us. But the bad news is he's still going to be playing. He left Sunday's game with what looked to be a mild high ankle sprain. Um, He got it taped. He returned and kept playing. 
Um, although he wasn't really stepping into his throws and his mobility was almost non-existent. Um, hopefully our defensive line keeps that heat turned up because um, we need to get that guy trying to move around. We need to aggravate that ankle. I'm not saying we need to hurt him, but we need to aggravate that ankle that he's trying to play on. Uh, Pat Mahomes is a dangerous guy, but we've seen that he can make uh, some bad throws. Uh, he's, he's known famous for his little no-look throws, but he definitely threw uh, some bad ones uh, in week one. So, uh, maybe, you know, let's see if we can generate some turnovers here with a banged up uh, former MVP quarterback. Now, really, those are the only injuries, um, but luckily it's, you know, it's a two of their stars on offense. Um, they still have more weapons, so I wouldn't take it lightly. They're still going to play well. Uh, but luckily, the healthy side of the ball is their defense, uh, which is still looking just as atrocious as last year. Uh, I think they surrendered like 428 total yards last week to the Jaguars, who were even without Nick Foles most of the game. They had some random quarterback. I don't even know his name. He looked like a, I don't know, like a redneck. If it's even possible, a redneck Baker Mayfield, it was something else. Not even sure who the guy was, but he still carved up that defense. So I fully expect our offense to be taking advantage of that. Um, This could be a shootout, but I'm really hoping that we're kind of on the same page as last week. Our defense played really well. Of course, we're playing a more firepowered offense, um, but they're a little banged up. Um, They don't have the best offensive line. Of course, they're kind of known to be able to spread out, uh, create opportunities, get rid of pressure just by their play calling. Um, But if they're losing some of those weapons to spread the field, um, it might not be as effective. So I'm interested to see what Kansas City brings to us um, coming into this. John Gruden is 4-2 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Let's see if we can kind of keep that number going up. Uh, This is a big week for us. Um, This is our second home game, um, I guess, in a row. And then we're not going to be playing again, I believe, until November 3rd against the Detroit Lions. I think the, for yeah, from now, it'll be Sunday all the way until November 3rd will be the next time we have a home game. So if we're going to go on this, you know, whatever it is, the six game stretch uh, of away games, it would be nice to go into this 2-0. and But uh, keep this in mind uh, when you go back to the magical 2016 season, Derek Carr and the rest of the team played almost just as lights out on the road, if not better on the road than they did at home. Um, so, of course, there's going to be a lot of traveling. Uh, London's going to really throw a wrench in things. Um, but there's no excuses. I mean, for the most part, it's a tough schedule. But if we started off, if we beat the Chiefs, we could be rolling hot. And this schedule could not matter. If you're a good football team, this schedule does not matter. One week at a time, Kansas City Chiefs coming up next. Let's see how we do. So that wraps up this show. Um, for those that were asking, after we had our huge tailgate party uh, during the home opener, a lot of people are asking if we're going to be at the Chiefs game. I won't be at the Chiefs game, uh, but... Uh, Kenny King Jr. will be at the Chiefs game. Uh, So if you guys are roaming around Oakland, look for Kenny King. Uh, You definitely can't miss him. You'll see him in a a, a car jersey walking around, probably just having himself a good old time. So make sure you hit up my buddy Kenny King. Um, But yeah, and actually for those who showed up to the week one tailgate party, I don't think I even like gave you a shout out. Thank you guys for coming by. I met a lot of great fans, um, a lot of great, I mean, fans that I interact with on the daily just about. Um, You guys are, I mean, just as big of fans as I am. I just have this little, I guess, voice platform that I created. So you guys get to listen to me. I don't get to listen to you as much. Um, But I love all the energy that you guys brought to the tailgate. It was definitely awesome. And then one last thing, actually, for all of you listeners, uh, we're going to fire back up the phone call section after the games. So if you're listening now, after the game, call in your reactions to the voicemail. We'll play it on the postgame show. Um, that's going to be our, our hotline number, 808-650-7220. Whatever the reaction is, good or bad, win or loss, call it in. It's probably going to be after a win, so call in how pumped you are about the Raiders' win. 
Um, I'll send, I'll be sending a reminder on Twitter. If you guys do not already follow the podcast on Twitter at Raider Cody pod, follow me at Raider Cody and follow Kenny King at Kenny King underscore junior. Um, that's where you can keep up to date with all the latest podcast stuff, but guys, uh, you heard it from Kendra. You're hearing it from me weekly. The Raiders are back. We're looking promising. Enjoy it. This is some good times. And until after the Chiefs game, I'll see you guys later.